Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 121 here on the Yours Truly podcast. If you are new around here, my name is Claire Tuning. I am a non-diet registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor behind everything here at Yours Truly Nutrition. And of course, the Yours Truly podcast, what you are listening to now is an offshoot of that. So whether you're joining me here for the first time or the 121st time, I have a really exciting episode and conversation in store for you here with my now friend and fellow TikToker, Brittany Lancaster. If you have ever been on TikTok, on intuitive eating TikTok, as we say, on the food piece TikTok, you have probably if not maybe definitely have seen some of Brittany's videos pop up. So I cannot wait to share my conversation with her with you here in a couple of moments. But before we dive into that, I want to get back into our Goal Slayer featured post of the week. Now, I didn't do this segment last week on our episode of the show because we had a lot of other things to cover, but this is a regular part of the podcast. And if you're new around here, the Yours Truly Goal Slayers is a free private Facebook community that I run and operate, and it is filled with now over 800 individuals who want community, they want to learn more about intuitive eating, and they are there to support one another from afar in a virtual form. And I think that idea of supporting one another is super evident in the post that I wanted to feature today. So this post comes from one of our members and it comes with a photo. And the photo, I mean, obviously you can't see it here if you're listening to the podcast, but I'll do my best to describe it. So it looks to be a piece of printer paper posted on, I think is an office wall, kind of looks like a painted cinder block. But on this piece of printer paper, someone has written in big font, highlighted in yellow, biggest loser contest. It has the start date and the end date weekly weigh-ins, it is $20 to join, and then they have the person in the office who you go see if you are interested in joining. So the poster of this post in our community, that was redundant, the individual who posted, there we go, (laughs) let's go with that wording, Uh, she writes in her post, ugh, so it begins, biggest loser at work, facepalm emoji, constant negative diet talk for the next three months. Please send me some good vibes and prayers to get through this. Now, I wanted to share this post because if you're listening to this episode when it goes live in real time, it is the middle of January. I know for many individuals, whether you're in an in-person office setting or a virtual one, or you're just a human being living in January of 2021, I know the diet talk, the food shaming, the body shaming is like revved up times a thousand this time of year since it's still New Year's resolution time. So what I I wanted to do was there was so much positive feedback and support and ideas and advice that were offered by other community members in the comment section of this post. And I won't be taking the time to read all of the comments because A, you can come join our community and do that for yourself. And I'll share how to do that here in a moment. But also, I'm just going to, you know, take a couple of seconds to read the ones that stood out the most to me, and then we'll go from there. So one individual writes, let me see, got to find it. Make an intuitive eating challenge poster put it right next to this one and say it is free to join. So if you are in an office setting, again, either in person or virtual, and there's some sort of diety challenge going on, if you feel comfortable, maybe you could do an intuitive eating challenge. I don't know exactly what that would look like, but you could promote hey, there's this other option. And if you would like to join the other of us in conversation about this and breaking free from diet culture, you can join our community and and challenge and it's free to join. You can save your $20 and subsequent $1 per X number of weight that is potentially gained after, which I, I think was part of this other challenge that the individual posted about. 
The second comment that I wanted to highlight is this individual says, is there anyone in your office who's not doing it that you can befriend to joke about it with? My work, my workout group is doing a, you know, insert diet challenge here. I won't say it on the podcast, but she says her group is doing a diet challenge and there's only two of us not doing it, but we love sending each other photos of our french fries and other enjoyable meals that we're having. So I guess idea two, if you are being faced with some of these challenges running rampant, maybe identify a friend, a coworker, a family member, someone else who sees eye to eye with you on the fact that mm, that probably isn't going to be a a helpful or an uplifting use of energy. So maybe you all can kind of formulate your own group where you're sharing food positive messages, you're encouraging one another to eat regularly throughout the start of the new year and beyond. That's another idea for you. And the final comment that I wanted to share comes from another member of the community, of course, who writes, I ran into this idea at work too. To counter, I stated that not everyone has the goal of losing weight. Some are trying to gain, some are trying to maintain, some want to lose, and others simply don't care. So I proposed a, quote, challenge where people can track their own goals. There's no public weigh-in, and for every day that they rate a good day, meaning they were on track with their goals, they got a point. I mentioned my own eating disorder history and noted that there were several other coworkers who also suffered from eating disorders and we decided as a store that it would be best to let people follow their own goals. It keeps most of the fun, sorry, misread, it keeps the fun of the quote competition, there we go, but it makes it less about being small and more about being the way that you feel best. So I wanted to provide that as kind of the final tip, tip three here as another idea if you want to propose another challenge, an alternative maybe in your work environment and maybe even bringing up if you feel comfortable depending on the environment. You know, hey, for some people in our office, seeing something like this on a very public stage where we're weighing in and we're discussing weight and quote good and bad food choices might actually be more harmful to a lot of people involved than helpful. So if you're listening here and A, you find any of these ideas helpful, well, I'm glad. I hope you'll take them into your own life and maybe apply them if it feels appropriate. And B, if you were thinking, you know, I want to be in a community that has conversations like this where I can get some support from other people who have similar ideas related to food, body image, etc., then we would love to have you join us in our free private community. Again, the community is called the Yours Truly Goal Slayers. It is moderated by myself. There are 800 plus members there, so we would love to have you hang out. The best way that you can get in contact to apply to join this community is by visiting my website, clairetuning.com community. Again, clairetuning.com community. Fill out the brief application on that page. My team and I will look over it and we will get back to you as soon as possible about joining us here in our virtual setting. And one more thing here, one more quick reminder and announcement before we dive in with Brittany that I have a webinar coming up on this Thursday, January 14th from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. The webinar is titled A Non-Diet New Year. It's gonna be an hour total, but 40 minutes of content where we will be going over the three biggest traps that people often fall into when goal setting and how to avoid them. So three biggest diet traps, how to not fall into them. That's going to be our main bulk of the conversation. But the 20 minutes that follows that 40 minute presentation will be a live Q&A. So if you have questions, if you want to interact with me in a live setting, that is what we're going to do. You will also get a take-home goal-setting guide to help you organize your thoughts and set your intentions for the continued start of this new year. So registration is $10 USD. You can register via the link in the show notes, or you can find the registration link in my bio. And I hope to see you there to talk all about a non-diet new year. 
But now, da 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 da, on to our fun episode that I have planned for today. By the way, if you're new here, that little da 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 is my fancy transition music that I've had for going on four years of the podcast because I am not technologically savvy enough to insert a sound on GarageBand. <laughs> I do all of my own editing. I don't know, maybe that'll change this year, but we really try to keep it simple so we can just get to the point and deliver the content here. So hope you don't mind. But as I mentioned earlier, my episode today is with Brittany Lancaster and a little bit about her. If you have never heard of her, if you're not familiar, she is a 23-year-old woman who has really taken TikTok by storm over the past year and a half by sharing her experiences from her recovery from two eating disorders. She shares a multitude of both food and body positive messages. And she shares often the idea that all bodies are wonderfully made. Britt is an absolute joy to speak with, and I think you'll be able to tell from our interview here that her energy is beyond infectious, not only in the interview space, but also in TikTok. If you've ever watched any of her videos, you know that she is a boost of good vibes whenever she comes across her screen. So in our conversation today, we talk a little bit about social media, of course, and how it can both be helpful and harmful at times for creating a peaceful relationship with food. And we also talk about how health is something that is really different for everyone and it's unique to everyone as well, and so much more. So without further ado, let's go ahead and turn the conversation over to Brittany. Enjoy. Brittany, welcome to the Yours Chewy podcast. How are you on this Halloween Eve? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm so excited to um, chat with you and just kind of talk about a bunch of really important topics. And yeah, I'm doing really good. I'm excited that tomorrow's Halloween. It's going to be obviously a a different Halloween than most years, but I'm still excited because I'm going to eat candy. So (laughs) So, yeah. Any good day involves something yummy and delicious, right? (laughs) And I... I think it's um so interesting too. I'm maybe wondering if anyone who's listening to this episode is coming over from your TikTok or has maybe seen you on the platform or heard you. But I remember the the first time that we connected, like I want to say in person, but virtually, but you know, one on one. When you opened your mouth and started speaking, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so weird, but cool at the same time to hear her voice in live time. <laughs> not just in the video. So maybe some of our listeners are, are thinking the same way. But before I get ahead of myself, I have a little game that I like to open up every episode with called This or That. So are you ready for my five this or that questions? Oh yeah, I'm so ready. I'm so excited. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I planned a couple of these with you and some of the food preferences of yours that I'm aware of in mind. Oh, so I get excited. that. That makes it even better. I'm so excited. All right. Well, that said, I think I already know the answer to this first one, but hot or iced coffee? Um, iced coffee. Yeah, definitely. I thought you and might say honestly, that. A lot of people would probably assume that it's always iced coffee, but I really do sometimes debate in my head, especially when we get closer into the winter time. That's when things get a little more sus, you know, like that's when okay. you, have to, you have to play the cards a little bit more, um, but mostly iced coffee, yes. All right. I'm glad you clarified because I think I would have probably guessed you're 100% iced coffee all the time, but sounds like it is a little bit seasonal still for you. Definitely. I'm definitely seasonal. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, second one, and I know this one is going to be really challenging. You're probably going to be frustrated with me for for presenting a question like this, but when it comes to bagels, if you could only have one of the toppings, would you pick a bagel with butter or a bagel with cream cheese? I know you love both, so I know it's hard. <laughs> I think that's like one of the hardest questions I've ever been asked. Um, like, <laughs> I love them both so much. Um, oh, goodness. I think I might have to um, go with butter on this one. I think I would. Because the thing is, is I always eat, and I'll tell you why. I always eat my, so how I do my bagels is I always put the top half of the bagel with 
um, cream cheese. And then the bottom half always has butter. And I always save the bottom with butter for last because it's my favorite part of the bagel. Uh -huh. So that's why it leads me to say butter because I'm, I think I'm thinking about like my intuitive eating, whatever, like mm -hmm. I always save the best for last. Like that's always me. Um, and that's always my mindset. And I always save the butter with the bottom for last. So I guess I would say butter. <laughs> All right. Well, we won't tell cream cheese that you have. Yeah, nobody, don't tell anybody. <laughs> nobody tell the cream cheese makers of the world, but, um, we'll, we'll keep it here as a secret of the pod. If you had to choose one, it would be butter. Um, next one, extrovert or introvert, which one are you? Oh, so I actually have, um, so the easy answer is introvert, which might sound weird, but I have an explanation for you. So I actually classify myself as a extroverted introvert, if that makes sense. So I'm a very outgoing person. I really love people. Um, that's like what my job primarily is about is like interacting with customers and stuff. Like I love people so much. I'm a big people person, but I think a lot of people forget that whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, it doesn't depend on if you're a sociable, you know, happy, outgoing person. It depends on how you recharge your batteries. Like that's mm -hmm. the definition of it. And so for me, I recharge my batteries by being by myself. So like watching a movie in bed, like on Netflix or taking a hot shower or doing a face mask or just like being by myself. That's how I recharge myself. And then I'm able to be my bubbly, happy, extroverted self when I'm around people. But I would actually classify myself as an introvert because I like need me time to function. I yeah. knew we had something in common. <laughs> it's so funny when, when people ask me that question, like extrovert or introvert, I always offer the same explanation. And I say, I feel like I'm an extroverted introvert because, you know, hundred percent like you, while I do love to be with people and I love to talk and be outgoing sometimes, I also equally, if not a little bit more, love being alone yeah, <laughs> and being yeah. in a place where it's quiet. So um, we're uh, very similar along that line. Yeah, no, um, I totally agree. Next one. And I feel like this one, I don't know, it's kind of a harder question to ask in 2020, seeing that many of us, I won't speak for all of us, maybe I'll just speak for myself, have been living in comfy clothes all year long. But if you had the choice, would you prefer to dress up or dress down? Um, yeah, it's funny that you say that because nine months ago, I probably would have said dress down, but I truly, I think also like starting to, um, you know, I graduated college and I feel like in college, it was always like, you just threw on leggings and a sweatshirt and went wherever, like, unless, you know, I just feel like at least at my college, people didn't uh -huh. really get that dressed up for classes or anything. Um, and I always really craved like getting up and getting ready for work and putting on a nice outfit. And I just think it does a lot of good for my mental health too. So I would actually say dress up. I really love putting on an outfit that makes me feel really good and not that comfy clothes doesn't. I just really feel like, I don't know. I just feel like I have a charge the mountain type attitude when I put on like a dress up outfit. So I love it. It's just like a yeah, you just feel different. It's not to say yeah. what is good or bad, but it's just different. And I, I love that idea of the charge the mountain attitude yeah. when you're in your, just, your yeah. dress up clothes. Whenever I put up dress up clothes, I'm just like, today I am going for it. You know, like we are going for it. That's what always my mindset is when I put on a nice outfit. So. And I have to say from some of your TikTok videos where you show like, this is what I'm wearing. This is my outfit. In my mind, I'm always like, that is so cute. I could never put something like that together. I very much like, I don't know. I, I think I'm missing the, the part of me that's like, this might look good with this. Like I always joke, I want to hire someone to be like, just wear this. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, it was, it, I really did not have very good style like in high school or anything. And it was something where I think a lot of people just have to find their own style, if that makes sense, you mm -hmm. know, and not be, not try to like, because I think what happened with me is why I struggled with my style for so many years is I was trying to like copy somebody else's style, you know, and be like, oh, this is like kind of what you're saying. I'm like, this is so cute. I want to wear it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, that's really cute. But maybe I'm going to like take one piece of their outfit and then mix it with one of these, you know, like a different thing and like mix it together. And I always joke around. I'm like, oh, I like have the style of a mom because I love like turtlenecks and I love um, like, I love jeans. I'm not like, you know, 
just various things. And I love little booties and stuff. And my parents always get mad at me. They're like, you do not dress like a, like a mom, you know, like my stepmom, she's like my best friend, you know? And she's always like, you need to give yourself more credit. You don't dress like a mom. And I was like, Deb, like, I, you know, my stepmom, I was like, you know, moms can be super stylish. It doesn't have to be like a diss to dress like a mom, you know? And so, yeah. Sounds like we can um, call what you're doing. Maybe we can label it intuitive fashion. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> intuitive fashion. Something from here and, you know, mm-hmm. wearing whatever feels best or most fitting for you in the moment. So uh, maybe maybe a, a book or a, a video series is in your future. Intuitive fashion. I don't yeah. know. Oh, I would love that. So cool. Okay. Final one. Burritos or tacos? Oh, burritos. That's the easiest one I've ever answered. Burritos, hands down. I love burritos. Oh my God. They're one of my favorite foods. I think I just answered that super um, like violently <laughs> or aggressively, but it's fine. I just, that is a very quick answer for me. I honestly, I think burritos are my favorite all time food. Wow. I'm really mm-hmm. glad that I, I was kind of teetering back and forth between that question and another one. I was like, no, 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 we're going to go with the food focus one. Oh, yeah. but I love when I play this game with people and they give me like super immediate answers. That shows that like there's a very strong opinion or a mm-hmm. preference. So I yeah. feel like it's a, a good way to get to know someone. Like what questions are harder? What one was yeah. really easy? But um, thanks for, for playing in our game. And I always like to start that way just because I feel like it's a, a fun way for the audience and me to, to get to know you even more. But um, speaking of getting to know you, I think we might be far-fetched to find someone listening who has no idea who you are, who has never seen your content. But if someone is newer to hearing your voice and your name, would you mind just sharing a little bit about who you are and kind of what led you to all of the information that you share now? Yeah, so uh, my name is Brittany Lancaster, and um, when I was 16 years old, I suffered from anorexia and then um, suffered with that for about a year and a half to two years, and then uh, when I began eating again, I developed binge eating disorder. I just think since my body was so malnourished for so many years, and I was depriving it for so many years and restricting it that once I started eating again, um, I just... It just was not, I was just excessively eating, you know? And so um, then I struggled with binge eating disorder for about two years. And then I started recovery when I went off to college. And I have now been in recovery from both of those eating disorders for over four years. And it was always something that everyone in my personal life knew that it was something that I was super passionate about was recovery and body positivity and body inclusivity and all all these things. But I never had a platform to discuss these things. And in February, I posted this TikTok of me going to my sorority formal and um, I was doing the Dougie and uh, it was on my balcony in my college apartment. And I just posted it and went to the dance and didn't check my phone until the next morning because, you know, we were just tired, whatever. And I opened it and I was like, oh my goodness, this video went viral because on the video I wrote like today marks three and a half years of eating disorder recovery because my three and a half years of eating disorder recovery and the dance fell on the same day. And so I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. I'm going to post this. And it went viral. And I was like, wow, this is really cool that this is my first video to go viral. And it's, about everything that I'm so passionate about. And in that moment, this was kind of when TikTok was still building. I think quarantine and all that thing, all all of, you know, COVID and everything really built up TikTok's Mm -hmm. popularity because people were home and they wanted to watch funny videos to make them smile or, you know, spend four hours learning a dance because I know I've done that. I know I've gotten, you know, sucked in. Raising my hand as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so... In February, it really hit me like, oh, wow, there's not really a lot of people talking about this on um, on TikTok. And so I decided to start posting more videos. And then I posted my first What Eat in a Day. And that went viral, too. And then I was like, wow, people really love seeing um, eating, like, intuitively and eating, the uh, you know, not – I hate the word – to use the word normal, but just like a sufficient amount of food, if that makes sense yeah, for a human like being. A variety of food, mm-hmm. too. A variety of food, yeah. no restriction, no good versus bad, you know, and just showing intuitive eating. And so I have posted what I've eaten in, in a day um, for like since uh, February, or no, I think I started that. I think I started my what I eat in a days in March. So it's been since March. But here we are, and I'm so happy that people have resonated with my story, and I love helping people in any way I can, and 
um, yeah, I always, I always tell people I am not a professional. I'm just sharing my story. And so that's why I love talking with people like you, Claire, because it's just so amazing to talk to a professional about these things that really truly does help people every single day through this professionally. So. Yeah. And I think it's, it's so important to have someone like you, as you were saying with the, what I eat in a day videos to be showing like, Hey, I've been in recovery. Hey, food doesn't have to be good or bad, clean or dirty. Hey, I can eat a sufficiently and be a variety of foods and, you know, have this all fit into my life. So I think it's super helpful to, of course, not only have professionals be talking about it, but also to have, dare I say, influencers right? like yourself saying like, Hey, you know, this is what I stand for. This is what I think is important in developing a healthy relationship with food. And to kind of a little side note here on your what I eat in a day from two eating disorder recovery videos. Um, uh, I saw that you had a, I think it was maybe a contest and you were having people do a voice over to your videos. And I'm not going to lie. I clicked on the sound and I watched some of the videos that people were making. And like some of those people nailed their oh my impressions goodness. of you. Yeah. Like they nailed it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't know if this is the biggest compliment in the world or if this is like, wow, I am the most like, I like, it's just so easy to repeat, you know, so funny, but it was so incredible to see what people that, like you were saying, the, the people that I ended up, I mean, there were so many good videos, but the people that I ended up like reposting, I think there was two women who just completely nailed it. I was like, I don't even know if it's me speaking or them speaking, like it was that accurate. And I remember watching it and I was like, this is insane. Like, this is crazy, but I love it so much that it's become like, you know, um, a thing that people know me for and even kids that I used to babysit for they'll be like oh we watch your TikToks like good morning it's a wedding today <laughs> like this is so bad the seven-year-old knows the line too so I love it though that was really cool that was such a, a, an awesome experience to see those videos so. yeah I'm sure and you know I think too you know something that you were hinting at a couple of moments ago like is it cool that you know people kind of know my patterns is it does it mean that i'm eating the same thing or is it weird i think it really speaks to the fact that you know everyone has their sense of normalcy and their own sense of like pattern in their daily eating and i think that's great right if you have those collection of foods that you know you love you know you want to keep in your house you know you want to include on a regular basis like i think it's great for everyone to kind of do a little bit of search yeah. like what do i enjoy what do I, you know, want to have and include on a regular basis? And I know yours are your bagels, your mm -hmm. kale salads with the dressing. <laughs> yes, no, totally. It's funny that you mentioned that though, because so I would say overall, you know, sharing my story and being on TikTok has definitely helped my recovery even more because it fuels, like it fuels me to know that I'm helping somebody else through their day. But it definitely has, there has been moments where I've had to kind of have a check-in with myself of things that I've learned with intuitive eating of like, you know, just like you said, sometimes I'll be like, wow, I've eaten a bagel like five times this week. Is that boring for somebody to watch on TikTok? You know, every day they see mm. a bagel, but then I'm like, wait, I shouldn't change my breakfast just because I'm concerned about somebody being bored about my video. You know what I'm saying? Like I want, I need to still, if I'm going to be an intuitive eater, I need to intuitively eat all the time. And if my body is telling me you want five bagels this week, that's what we're going to have for breakfast, you know? Yeah. And so it's interesting that you mentioned that because I definitely have had thoughts in my head of like, Oh, do I need to switch up my food a little bit because I want to create even more uh, variety in my videos. Um, but at the same time, if it's like what I love, I'm going to keep eating it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really powerful like way to check in with yourself and being like, wait, what's my intention behind wanting to switch something up? Is it me wanting to please someone on social media, wanting to, to make my content quote unquote better, more entertaining for them. But it kind of sounds like you caught yourself when you were doing that and you're like, wait, I don't need to be putting, you know, my eating decisions, um, on someone else or to kind of please them when only I know what's going to be best for me and most fueling and nourishing for me in that moment. So kind of while we're on the topic here of social media, um, something that always comes to my mind, especially with someone like you who has a massive, dare I say, social media following, and I know it grows by the day, I know like 100% and it kind of sounds like the, the biggest thing that stands out in your mind with having that level of following is the people who really resonate with my videos, the people who I encourage 
to eat and pursue recovery, like I think 100% we can agree, that's the majority of your following, right? The people who are like, I'm so happy that your videos are here. They're helping me in so many ways. And at the same time, I can imagine it's not all sunshine and rainbows and butterflies, right? I think any person who's ever put out anything on social media has those people, call them naysayers, call them trolls, whatever you want to call them, that post things or, you know, maybe make comments or make replies that can oftentimes be more harmful than helpful. So I'm curious for you personally, do you have any like boundary setting with social media or maybe any advice that you can offer to anyone? And I don't think this just has to be for people with huge followings, but maybe it's for people who just interact with any other human being and maybe they're receiving comments that aren't helpful or can maybe be damaging to their recovery or relationship with food. What would you kind of say to maybe help them set some of those boundaries? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, to be honest with you before social media, I, so in high school, there was obviously a couple instances where people weren't the kindest to me or stuff like that. But once I went to college, I mean, I made incredible friends at college and even my like acquaintances in college were always so kind to me. Like I never really faced anyone being mean to me or making mean comments to me in my real life, you know, before TikTok or before social media. And then when I started social media, obviously when you have a higher level of people, um, they, they're going to make comments about you or comments about what you're eating or what you're doing. And so then I definitely started to receive, I, I would say I'm very lucky in the sense of I really don't receive a lot of backlash or hate, but obviously you do have, you know, whatever you want to call them, trolls, whatever that slide in the DMs and say some not so nice stuff about you or about your parents, about what you eat, whatever it may be. And um, something that's really helped me, two things that I always tell myself is out of sight, out of mind. So if I see like a comment that I can already tell is going to be negative, I just start swiping or get out of the message, whatever it's going to be. Like, I just know that because I'm the type of person when I, when somebody makes like a mean comment to me, obviously I try to be, try to block it out and be like, oh, you know, whatever, it's okay. They said that, but don't spend time on it. But at the same time, we're all human. And so for the rest of the day, I'll be like, why did they say that? Like, that was so mean. Like, why did they have to take a blow at me? You know? And then the second thing I always tell people to remember is that hurt people hurt people. So if somebody's making a really mean comment at you or trying to take you down for whatever reason, obviously they're hurting inside and they're using you as a way to take it out on, or there's something deeper going on because I truly feel that people aren't just naturally born mean and there must be something else going on why they're taking it out on you or making that comment at you or whatever it may be. So yeah, I always remember hurt people hurt people. So just like be like, oh, I wish you the best, you know, kill them with kindness type thing. Um, but those two things have really helped me through all of the comments and things like that and to just focus on the positive. So, yeah. And I love the advice too, about like, if you sense something is going to be unhelpful or potentially, I don't know, just triggering to a negative mindset or just, just not being great in the moment, just, you know, having that conversation with yourself to be like, Oh, keep scrolling, <laughs> not going to look. And, you know, I know from, from even personal experience, that's so hard to do in the moment, <laughs> but I think that really can be helpful to just set that boundary of if I think someone's comments, not going to be helpful. Maybe even if we're talking like in real life, I know the holidays are coming up. A question that I get so often is how do I navigate these comments from other people that might happen a little bit more around the holidays, just kind of setting that boundary. Like this is what I do and don't talk about in conversation. This is how I will respond. This is how I will not engage. Like I think just kind of having those boundaries is really helpful. Um, but since we're kind of on the topic of, of course, social media and some things that you share there, I know a really common theme throughout a lot of your videos. And you and I have actually had the pleasure of, you know, talking on this topic in another conversation that we've had, you know, face to face, but a topic that you bring up a fair amount, at least in my opinion, is this idea that health, and I'm using air quotes around that word for everyone who's listening and can't see me, but health means something different for everyone. So I guess this is kind of a a two-part question that I have. So we'll tackle the first part first, and then I'll, I'll tack on part two. So why do you think that it's 
really important that we view, again, quote, health is something that is very personal and it's very unique to the individual instead of viewing it as like this one size fits all box, for lack of a better term, that we all have to, you know, quote unquote, fit inside of. Does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah. I think that why I love that term so much of health looks different for everyone, um, health at all different sizes, various things like that is because um, I know we've talked about this a little bit before in our last thing, but there are so many ways to define health. Number one, like, you know, there's mental health, there's physical health, there's emotional health, there's just overall health. There's so many different facets of health and they're all dependent on one another. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the times, um, even with various things of like, there will be people, some of my friends, you know, they will have like a really great workout, but they're not doing very well mentally or vice versa, or even myself, you know? And so there's multiple different things that kind of, um, depend on one another when it comes to health. And I also think that everyone's body is different and you can't tell somebody that they're level or their definition of health is wrong or incorrect if that's what's best for their body. So I definitely think, and on social media, like you said, that can be really hard because a lot of people, they really believe my opinion is the only opinion. My, my way of doing things is the only way of doing things. And that's just not the case, you know? And so I think it's just about being open-minded and also just letting people live their lives. That's the thing I really have a hard time understanding on social media if somebody is happy and doing good and they are thriving and whatever they're doing for their body works best for them, like let them be, you know, like they are happy. They're thriving. They're doing well. Obviously if they're having um, issues with restriction or various things like that, then obviously I understand friends want to try and help people and things like that. But for the most part, if somebody's doing good, just let them be, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. And I think too, you know, since you bring up the topic of social media, I think it's also really important to remind ourselves that we don't see the whole picture with social mm -hmm. media, right? We see parts of it. And that's why I think it can be really harmful and potentially dangerous for a lot of us, dare I say all of us to be saying, oh, I have to follow this exact plan and be exactly like this person because they're quote unquote healthy, right? And sure, that person may or may not be living their definition of health, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna be an appropriate or a healthy fit for anyone else. So um, kind of building off of this question, I, I love your response by the way, but if you don't mind me asking and you can share as much or as little detail as you'd like here, but um, since we're talking about definitions of health and how they're different for everyone, do you mind if I ask what, your personal definition is like kind of what does that look like for you? Yeah. So health for me, um, honestly, I think health for me completely surrounds about surrounds, um, around being intuitive with every part of my life and having check-ins with every part of my life. So, um, intuitively I've obviously like I intuitively eat and I listen to my body and that is how I best take care of my health in that way um for intuitive like check-in with exercise that is something where if I am noticing that I'm just going for a run because I think I need to go for a run then maybe I'll dial it back a little bit and be like you know what you should be intentional and enjoy your exercise and not just exercise because you think you need to exercise you know and switching it up and various things like that um, with my mental health, that is definitely a check-in for me. I always have to be like, okay, how are you doing this week? How are you feeling? And if I am feeling overwhelmed or I'm not at a good place, I am like a big planner. So I'm always like, okay, what's our game plan? How are we, should we make a to-do list to help relieve? Maybe there's a lot of things in my head right now. And I'm like, I have a lot to do and I need to just write it down. Sometimes mental health, taking care of my mental health is like, wow, I just need to have a day where I do nothing. And I just sit on my couch and watch some TV and just have a chill day. Um, and I, yeah, I think mental health and physical health and emotional health, emotional health too is, you know, I, I've talked about this a little bit on my TikTok and I was a little hesitant to talk about it for a while, but I'm really, really happy that I decided to because the comments, they make me like really happy. They make me like want to cry, but I've talked a lot about how even in my personal life, I've always kind of been in my friend group, I've always been the happy, positive person. You know what I'm saying? Like people always 
count on me to like have a smile on my face and to be upbeat and to be like, yeah, like I know Brit would be down to do this or I know like, or, you know, people just expect me to always be happy. Mm -hmm. And, um, I am happy a lot of the times, but I also am a human being and I have bad days and I have days where I just, you know, have some tears going on or I'm just not even like, it's a bad day. It's just like, it's okay. You know, like today's okay. <laughs> and people, like a neutral day. It's just like there in the middle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my stepmom is the same way. Like she's always upbeat, always like, you know, let's do this, let's do that, whatever it may be. And so whenever whenever we aren't that way or whenever I'm not that way and I'm just not really feeling today, people are like, what's wrong? You know, like, what's going on? You know, like, you can't be sad. You know, you're so happy, all these things. And I think it's really good for me with my emotional health to be like, it's okay if you don't want to be happy today. You know, it's okay to have a day where you're just not feeling yourself. You don't have to be this jumping, excited person 24-7, so... Yeah, kind of sounds like a, a part of your definition of health there is almost too, like, in addition to checking in with yourself and seeing how you're feeling, also giving yourself a permission slip to be okay with whatever your answer is, right? Yeah, like, I it's okay if I'm having a really awesome day. It's okay if my day is more neutral and I'm not really feeling it. It's okay if my day feels really challenging, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, it kind of reminds me of something that I encourage my clients to do, and this Kind of, I sprinkle this in at many different parts of the journey, but part of intuitive eating, or some could argue just, you know, intuitive living even maybe is just checking in with yourself and seeing how you're feeling moment to moment. Mm -hmm. I encourage my clients when they do this to answer in one of three ways, right? Am I feeling pleasant? Am I feeling unpleasant? Or am I feeling neutral, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the reason why I like those terms is because they don't have a lot of morality tied to them, right? Like they're not like extremely awesome or extremely bad. It's just like, am I feeling okay? Am I feeling neutral? Am I feeling not okay? And trying to listen for that answer without a ton of judgment, without a ton of shaming, but just saying, hey, I'm checking in with myself. However I feel is okay. And then I can you know, move forward from there, maybe taking into consideration do I need something else today? Maybe do I need less of something today? I think that can just be a really powerful self-care thing in and of itself. Yeah, your idea of just checking in and using that to kind of um, maybe even set boundaries in a way or just yeah. figure out what you might need that day. Well, I love that you say that because, um, you know, something that I always tell people is social media doesn't portray real life. You know, we talked about that a little bit earlier. It doesn't portray real life, but it affects real life. It affects your real life. Like when you see these people that you follow and you're like, wow, you know, how are they so confident? How are they thriving? How are they doing this? And then it affects your real life in the sense of like, I think, in it, you know, we live in this hustle culture of like, we need to do more. We need to be better. We need to be constantly doing something. We can't have a day where we're just off and we're just chilling, you know? And so I think that social media, it doesn't portray real life, but it definitely affects real life. And also with, with social media, I feel like a lot of people sh post really positive things. You know, they show the really great parts of their life, or maybe if they're going through something, they'll open up about it on a, on a post and say, Hey guys, I've really been struggling with this, but there's not a lot of in between, like what you were saying, there's not a lot of just neutral, just like I had an okay day. You know, I've never seen an Instagram post saying today was okay. You know? You know what I'm saying? Like people don't say that. They're like, either today was amazing or I had a really bad day. And I even made an Instagram story about this probably a month ago. And I had just gotten home from work and I was like, guys, today was just a normal day. Good day. Wasn't amazing. Wasn't horrible. It was just an okay day, a neutral day. And yeah. that's okay to have those days. So I love that you say that because that's so accurate and so important to talk about. Yeah. And I think it's a powerful reminder too. I know you shared this. I think that the last time that we spoke on the other kind of live virtual event that we did, you shared that same reminder that you shared a couple of moments ago of social media might not a hundred percent accurately portray real life, but it does affect real life. And I, I remember when you first shared that, like my jaw kind of hit the floor for a second. I was like, I've never thought about it in that way. Like we always say like, it's a highlight reel. It doesn't show fully behind the scenes, but at the same time, we have to also realize, even if that is the case, it can have a very real impact on our real lives. So, um, Ooh, that's going to be like one of the bomb takeaways from this episode, I feel like for sure. But, um, one other question 
And this is kind of the final formal question that I have for you, but something that I love asking individuals who are, you know, in recovery, maybe they are just working in general to have a more positive and a more neutral, um, nourished relationship with food, whatever they want to call it. But I love asking people, what are you gaining as a result of this process? Um, and what I mean by that is like, you know, what are you getting back into your life as a result of your recovery journey that living with your eating disorders, disordered eating patterns took away from you? Does that make sense? Yeah, no. Um, to, this sounds so cheesy, but recovery has given my entire life back to me. Um, and my entire like, of who I've always wanted to become, but I was just kind of restricted for so long. I felt like I was just locked up in chains for so long because, you know, and I, and I was locking myself up in those chains, you know, and my eating disorder was doing that. But, um, I posted this TikTok the other day and I just felt really called to post it because I don't think a lot of people understand how many, um, like how many people, how many things eating disorder um, affects, if that makes sense. So it was basically this TikTok saying like, here's the results of my eating disorder. And the first one was like, my best friend picking me up because I'll finally go out to eat with her. And then it was like, my brother's being really excited because I would finally go out and drink with them. And then it was like, my mom um, being so excited because I would finally go shopping with her and not have a breakdown in the dressing room and start crying. And then the next one was like my dad being so excited because I would finally watch NFL Sunday football with him and eat snacks. And, um, and then the last one was like my grandma being so excited because I would finally go over to her house and make cookies with her. And so I don't think a lot of people realize how much an eating disorder affects almost every single part of your life you know, it really does. And, um, yeah, so that's like my biggest thing. That's my biggest takeaway is I've gained my life back and I, you know, give recovery everything. And also just within myself, I think recovery has given me the ability to just be myself because in high school, I, I remember being a freshman in high school and I was the most quiet person. I would never talk. I was just so to myself. I had like my one best friend, and that was about it. <laughs> and recovery and gaining confidence in myself just was kind of like, well, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> so we're just going to do this thing. And this is a lot more fun and being social and all these different things. So honestly, there's nothing that recovery hasn't given me. And I know that sounds super cheesy, but it's the truth. Like recovery really has given me my life back. So. And I think it's so important. And first of all, thank you for sharing that. I'm really hoping that anyone who is listening, who is maybe in the process of their own recovery or even just getting out of the dieting cycle, right? For anyone who's in that process to be able to hear like, it's given me my life back. It's given me, I, I love, uh, and I do remember that TikTok video of yours of like you dressed up as your grandma, like running around the corner and your mom, like it's given me memories back with my family and quality time back with them and my friends and two kind of getting to know you now and knowing how, much you care about this and how energized you are on these topics, I can imagine it would be really hard to be doing that if you weren't nourishing your body and if you were hungry all the time, right? It would be so hard to have the, the energy and the brain power to do and share all that you do now without the level of recovery that you work for. Yeah? Mm -hmm. No, totally. Totally. Well, yeah. It has been so incredible being able to chat with you uh, for the, what is this, like the third time we've chatted, but the first time we've been yeah. able to record it for the podcast. So thank you so much for being here. Um, before we kind of sign off and you can share where people can find you and more of your content, any final words, reminders, words of encouragement that you'd like to leave our listeners with today. And then again, we'll tell them where they can find you here in a second. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, first off, thanks so much for having me. It was so fun. I, I absolutely loved it. I love having these type of conversations. They just really fuel me and energize me for my day. Um, but I, you know, my saying that I always say is balance is key. And I always encourage people to remember that, of you know, intuitive eating and various things like that, you know, everything with balance, 
in every part of your life, you know, and um, I also love to remind people to just take it one day at a time. I think that is something that a lot of people forget when they look at my videos of I am four years into this and I think that recovery is not something that happens overnight and it takes a lot of work and um, just resilience to keep going and to not give up and to know that it will get better and so I just encourage people to just take it one day at a time my dad always tells me that he always tells me Britt take it one day at a time whenever I feel overwhelmed so I always like to share that as well my dad tells me that too. It must be a, must be in the dad handbook. <laughs> it's like the dad manual when you're at the hospital. They're like, here you go. That's all the, you know, all these things you need to tell your kids. <laughs> I wonder if they have something like that. Here's all the things that you need to know wrapped up in a book given to you by the hospital. <laughs> but um, um, on that note, I know we've talked about, you know, TikTok probably 20, 30 times here in this conversation, but if you wouldn't mind sharing your handle, any other place where people can find you, connect with you, learn more about you and your story, um, that would be great. Definitely. So um, on TikTok, it's just Brittany Lancaster. On Instagram, it's just Brittany Lancaster. And on YouTube, it's just Brittany Lancaster. So it's <laughs> Brittany Lancaster, wherever you want to search it, I spell my name with um, an I at the end, not a Y. So a lot of people will um, get that mixed up. But yeah, it's just Brittany Lancaster. You can type it in. I don't have I don't have a Twitter. I need to get on the Twitter game, I guess. But those are the three platforms I really focus on is TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. You've made it pretty easy for people to find you. Just your name, as long as they spell it with an I, not a Y. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, again, Brittany, has been so great having you here today. I know our audience will get a ton of value from this episode. When I am signing off of the podcast with guests, I always like to do it kind of like we're signing off on a letter. So I'll just simply say, yours truly, Claire, and kindly, Brittany. And there you have it, my friends. That is our show for episode 121 here on the Yours Truly podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes below to find out where you can follow Brittany and connect with her on social media if you aren't already. 10 out of 10 would definitely recommend. But as always, if you are enjoying anything that we share here on the Yours Truly podcast, it would mean the world to me. It is the best way to pay it forward by tapping those five stars and taking a moment to leave a review sharing what you're learning or what you're enjoying about the podcast or of course any other feedback that you might have getting those reviews is the best way to help the show grow and find new listeners who could benefit from some of the messages and the episodes that we share but my friends, that is all I have in store for you today. If you were listening to this episode on Wednesday the 13th, the day it went live, I really hope to see you all tomorrow evening on Thursday the 14th from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time on our non-diet new year webinar. Again, links to register are in the show notes and in my bio on Instagram. So hope to see you there, but if not, that's cool too. So I'll see you back here next Wednesday for another episode. And until then, take care. See ya.